We are Gathering of the Geeks, podcast and YouTube show built around the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. Thank you for checking out the one about Ahsoka, Murders in the Building. I am one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach, Beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing uh, doing well. We got a new intro there, and I was, it, it was waiting for it to screw me up. And as per usual, just me thinking about it screwed me up. Um, so... Uh, very, very good intro, though. Thanks, Chris. I want to say that. thanks, uh, Chris, for doing that, and I uh, hope everybody uh, enjoyed that nice new intro. Chris put a lot of work into it. You should have, you should have heard about all the time he was he was putting into that nice intro. It's fun, so I'm I'm happy. But um, for those who are watching, if you could let us know when it started, because I'm trying to fix that. Did it start this at the beginning of the countdown, or, or where was mm. it? Just yes. That, that, that's that, something that for me to drive myself crazy about. That, that go live button's real, real tricky mother, that thing. It is. And, you know, I've noticed some people, when they tap in broadcast, it's like instant. Right. So it's like, well, what are we, do, what are we doing differently? What, what's going on here? <laughs> that's why our outro lasts as long as it does, just to make sure that it, it covers it. <laughs> yeah, we want to make sure that we're not just ending the show on our faces. <laughs> right. Not even our face, but like our confused faces. Like, oh, I thought it was over. <laughs> Definitely are confused faces. I would agree with that. <laughs> That's what would happen. So yeah, if, if anybody could let us know what uh, what you saw first, or that'd be that'd be swell. <laughs> Uh, Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Gathering of the Geeks uh, and you will find us. What's up to Aaron, Phil, Eric, uh, Grabs uh, on this fine Sunday uh, evening. Hope everybody had a good week, uh, a good couple weeks. I don't think we did a show last week. We did not. We did not. Our, we're on our, our, our bi-weekly schedule. It seems to be uh, rolling along fairly well. Okay. <laughs> um, Chris, you and, what's that? It works. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, Chris, you and, you and I talked about the, the Beatles a little bit the other day. Um, did you watch the documentary, Get Back, that's on Disney? I didn't know there was one. Oh, or if I did, what? I forgot. I, you know, I don't really do well with documentaries. No, it's it's the three part documentary uh, that was like d- directed and created by Peter Jackson um, oh. over the last couple of years. Um, kind of puts together all the footage that uh, they had during the uh, recording of Abbey Road and Get Back. Oh. Um, anyway, so I'm on a weird little Beatles kick. Not that it ever really ends for me because I'm a, a big fan, but I was unaware that you were also a big fan, and I thought that you, I don't know why were someone who didn't like the Beatles as much and thought oh. they were overrated. I think you got blended into the Caruso's a little bit. I may have, because I yeah, think that's I, Mr. C's opinion. Yeah, that's Mr. C's kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, and I was thinking about this earlier about the Beatles, about how, like, they're two different bands. Like, it's the early stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the, like, the early, early, like, Love Me Do, and then eventually it changes to, like, Sgt. Pepper's and, and Come Together. Do you have a favorite Beatles era? Do you like the early stuff? Do you like the older, more exper- experimental stuff? I like it all. I think mm. I like it all. I'm not as fond of stuff like Come Together, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate the song. I, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think they just have better songs. I think Come mm-hmm. Together itself is just, oh, people like the beat of it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I, I, but I think their other songs speak more, in a way. Like, um, is, is it in my life? And I was, I always forget the name of this song. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, All in well, life. when they have so many songs, like they release two albums a year for for ten years, like there's, right. there's their a discography lot of, a lot of is amazing. Yeah. Um, but stuff like yesterday, love me do is fun. Uh, mm. Help is actually probably my favorite song by them. Mm-hmm. I love help. I also love any cover version of help. Mm. It, it's kind of a thing for me. Um, but yeah, I, I I like it all pretty much. Yeah, I was listening to Help the Record today, actually, or the album, and it's really good. Like, obviously, that's a, a weird statement to say that the Beatles are really good. Um, but today Help it is, feels yeah. like it is, though. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, when I, when, like, even when I was in school in high school, it was very much like harder rock was in more, like Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin, Metallica, and the Beatles weren't really a thing for for the cool kids um, in in you know the uh, the late two or the early two thousands in high school. Um, and now it's still kind of feels that way a little bit that they're still not in for even our crowd, like the, that same crowd in high school in the early two thousands, they still haven't, you know, got the appreciation for it, I guess. And like, and it's interesting, you're talking about, did you like it all, but you like the earlier music? 
like I, I, I kind of base or I base a little bit off the Beatles off of like what my mother and father listened to mm-hmm. up on that kind of stuff. And they like the early stuff too. They like the, the more, you know, poppy, um, fun Beatles rather than the experimental, more rock and roll um, Beatles. And I, I would agree with you that I like all of it too. Um, but I just can't get over like Sergeant Pepper and on. Like mm-hmm. that's, I, I love that stuff. I love Sergeant Pepper and on. I think while my guitar gently weeps is also like one of the best songs ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Mm-hmm. I, I, their discography or just any song that I could just kind of listen to them all without having to skip. Even mm-hmm. like Eleanor Rigby, that's a favorite of mine. But oh, I yeah. think it's from the later stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and the the way the tone changes, like like you said, some of them are like happy pop songs. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not. Yeah. Or even like Hey Jude, which is about a depressing subject, is not mm-hmm. depressing. Yeah. Um, there's also that movie with, uh, well, I don't remember his name. I think it's Nicolas Cage's nephew. Reeve Carney, I think is his name. Jason Schwartzman? No, the other one. <laughs> uh, it's called Across the Universe. And oh, was, yeah, the musical. Like the Beatles musical. Yeah, that was yeah, really yeah. fun for me, too. Mm-hmm. I like that one. And they had some decent covers in there, too. There's mm-hmm. also the I Am Sam soundtrack, which is all Beatles covers as well. Oh, it's I like there's the Howie Day that. version of Help, which is pretty good. Mm. Yeah, so I, I recommend like the 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 documentary is called Get Back. It's pretty long, like it's three parts, but each, each part is two and a half hours long. Um, there's also a cool one on, I think it's on Hulu for you. It's just Paul McCartney and um, Rick Rubin, okay. uh, movie uh, music producer, and it's just mm-hmm. them going through like the entire. Um, well, not the entire, but a good, good, uh, good chunk of the discography and catalog, and it's just Paul kind of talking about you know the process and and that kind of stuff. And that was the biggest thing for me. And what I kind of look look for after watching the Beatles documentary is more insight into like how an album is made. Like it's such an interesting idea, um, like like a, a, a how to of a movie a documentary, mm-hmm. how a movie is made. Um, I think a musical documentary is, uh, you know, very interesting how a mind can create a song like in 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 uh, in Get Back, like it's Paul sits down at a at a, on a with a chair and a guitar and creates Get Back in two minutes just by playing his his guitar. And it just slowly molds into Get Back and him and John talking and creating the lyrics for Get Back. It's just such an interesting idea how how the how the songs are created. And I, I think it's a really, really interesting deep dive. So I, I highly recommend it. I'm glad it's on Phil's list as well. Um, and if you're, you know, any if you're a Beatles fan or a, a music fan in general, I would definitely check it. It's from a couple of years ago, uh, but I just rewatched it again recently. I just had an itch to to watch it again. I'll give it a shot. Usually I don't do documentaries very well. I get yeah. I'm very sleepy in them. I don't know why. Even if it's a subject I like, I, I mm-hmm. have a hard time getting through it. Um, but I will check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grab says, I didn't really listen to the Beatles until I was well into my 30s. It's mm-hmm. an interesting one. I, I think I've liked the Beatles for as long as I could remember actually liking music. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think as a, like a young kid, you don't really pay attention to music. Like You mm-hmm. hear it, but it's like, oh, that's this, and I like this. Yeah, well, that, that was my thing when I was growing up. It's like, oh, I, I know that song. And then when I go home, I'm like, oh, it's a Beatles song. And like, oh, that's a good song. Oh, it, it's a Beatles song. Like all that, like in the stupid Aerosmith did uh, come together. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was the only version of the song for a long time. Oh, really? And it's like, yeah, like it's just one of those things, you know, the Internet is such a, a minuscule part of my my high school life and early right. life. So it's like, oh, I guess that's it. And um, I'm glad it's not the only version of that song. <laughs> yeah, I, am too. Uh, I think Aaron's calling the people who are not fans uncultured swines. And I hope so. I don't know. I can't disagree. I cannot. <laughs> Eric says, Shame Come Together isn't the unofficial song of the podcast. <laughs> you know, since I'm in the middle, I'm knee deep in reading. There's still time. Things, I'll see what I can do. Has anyone watched yesterday? I've yet to see the movie, but I want to. Aaron also has mm. seen yesterday. Uh, it's actually good. I have not seen yesterday yet. Have you? No, that's the one where the guy wakes up and he's the only one who knows the Beatles. Yeah, I, I had it on my list when it came out, but I just didn't mm-hmm. get around to it. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of forgot about it until Aaron and Greg yep. just mentioned it. Sure. <laughs> oh, is Eddie here? Hi, everyone. The one who calls Eddie is out seeing a movie tonight. <laughs> he sends his love. So, okay. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Uh, then he thought the Beatles did it. Then he thought the Beatles did a cover of exactly. something together. <laughs> yeah, that, that happens too. I, like some songs, you don't realize it was actually theirs. Yeah, hundred percent. And and even ones you heard afterwards, like a George Harrison song, like oh the Beatles. Well, no, that's George Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. You know exactly. Yeah. So yeah, all the traveling Wilbury stuff. It's like oh that's the Beatles. No, that's not. <laughs> you know. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, I, if I'm not mistaken, George Harrison got sued for plagiarizing a song. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, this, I think the song was He's, He's So Fine by the Chapons, mm. and his was um, that religious song he made about the name of it. Mm. It's basically the same song. He just yeah. It's like Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby and <laughs> Queen and David Bowie. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday is solid. I will have to yeah. add that to my list, too. Yeah, I, I, I will add I appreciate Beatles content. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty much where I'm at as well. Hmm. All right, Chris. So uh, what did you get up to the last couple of weeks? Did you watch anything? Did you read anything? I watched a lot of stuff. I didn't read a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. I have not. It's not like I'm on strike with reading. I just, <laughs> when I sit down and I have free time and free headspace, which is a thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't always want to read something. But I, agree. I read more of the Joker baby thing, which gets more ridiculous by the by the issue <laughs> what's what's interesting to me about this particular issue and i know i talk about this every time we talk but i love it so mm-hmm. it is what it is um th- i've said this before i don't think the writers understand gotham city really <laughs> or the characters mm-hmm. <laughs> because the newest issue has the joker in full joker garb makeups suit and all right at the um, like a, a child welfare office, and he's just hanging out. But the Joker is in a child welfare office amongst other people, and he's got like the the baby pack on where you know they they you wear it over your shoulders and they sit on your chest kind of. Yeah. There's a name for it. I forget what it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like a kangaroo pouch thing for your child. <laughs> anyway, little Joey, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a hilarious visual. Um, that was fun. Um, but yes, Aaron is correct. The highlight of my reading was Moon Knight City of the Dead, book number two. Mm. I am really... Oh, Baby Harness. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's a simple one. I should have thought of yeah. that. Let's go with the Joey pouch. <laughs> Either way. Um, I, but yeah, so um, this was the highlight of my reading the last two weeks. Because it's it's Moon Knight, and I like when they do different things with Moon Knight. Is every writer seems to do with the character. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And when you go too wacky with him, it's like, well, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. This is not one of those cases. This is something really cool because it takes him to that um, between life and death situation or, or realm, and we get to see him interact with all these characters and do all this different stuff. Plus, it's got Layla. And this particular issue has such a really cool reveal at the very mm. end. Like, I wasn't even thinking about what they show you. I was like, that was the furthest thing from my mind. Oh. <laughs> and so when it, when it happens, like, <gasps> it was just the coolest thing. And um, mm. I I just wish the art was better. I was going to ask if the art's any not any better. It's probably the same artist, but get used to it at all? or I, I'm getting used to it is what I would say. I'm getting used yeah. to it. It's not. It's not like it's it's burning my eyes or something. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just some things could use some work, but I'm not <laughs> going to complain about it. It's really cool. I, I thought it was great, and I also agree with Aaron here. If you like the MC, MCU show, read City of mm. the Dead. I, I, yeah, I, it, it feels. Kind of yeah, it feels kind of like that, <laughs> but mm-hmm. in a, not in a, like a force-fed way. Like, did you like the MCU? Like, you'll like this. <laughs> it, it's just really cool. I don't know how it fits into the main book yet. I don't know if it even does. Hmm. I'm assuming it has to, but. Did you read uh, the What If uh, Moon Knight that was last week, was week before? Yeah, okay. I will, though. Did you, you read it? To ask it but no, I forgot to ask you about it. I just wasn't sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> uh, before I go on, I, this is a cool comment I just wanted to highlight real quick. Grab's wife walked down the aisle to an instrumental version of Here Comes the Sun. That is beautiful. Yep. <laughs> and then he followed up with this, so I take away what I just said. <laughs> it was a grocery aisle. Damn it, Grams. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you had a moment there, and then you just... Anyway. 
Uh, so that was the highlight of my reading, other than um, a few stray issues here and there of randoms mm -hmm. and more uh, Night Terrors. Uh, Night, Night Terrors is all done now. Or is this the last week for it? I think the or last is week is coming. Mm -hmm. I have to go back and look. What did you read? Um, not much. Um, like you, kind of a, a couple issues here and there. Um, I read the final issue, final issue of Dark Knights of Steel, uh, number twelve, mm -hmm. and it made me realize that I missed mm, issue number eleven and issue number ten. Uh, so I'll have to go back and uh, and check that back out again. Um, um, I was hoping that the uh, Tom King and Mitch Garrett story was back in the Batman Brave and the Bold number four, but it's not. I thought that's uh, done. What? I thought it was it was only in the three. It's finished. In my well, that upsets me if that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> my God, Chris, don't do that to me. I could be wrong. It didn't really end though, did it? Did it? I don't remember. I didn't read it actually. Son of a bitch. Sorry. Well, that'll upset me if it's over. That upsets me already. Um, if, if I had to guess, that was just a start for another book they're going to do later on. Yeah, well, that would make more sense. That kind of seems the way that they do things. Like, hey, we're going to do something, and then we're going to mm -hmm. finish it in its own book. That's going to be, yeah. you know, 12 volumes long for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that's right. An entire year of your life. Yeah. And our lives, too, as a creator. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't read that because the uh, Garrett's books uh, or the King and Garrett's books wasn't in it. Um, there was one other one that I mentioned to you that I read and I forgot what it was. Oh, uh, Penguin Number One hmm. um, from Tom King. Um, I mentioned to you that it's quite wordy. Um, it's very wordy, um, but it's good if you're into like the underworld crime crime boss, like kind of what the, the, the Colin Farrell version of, of the penguin is very much like not a walking, talking penguin or like, he's not a fat guy with a, a top hat and a, a monocle and that kind of stuff. He's very much like a, a criminal, uh, mobster gangster type guy. Um, so I'll, I'll keep up on that. If I can get past the words, like, like you, you gotta be in the right headspace sometimes to read comics yeah, and you yeah. really have to be in the right headspace to read a wordy comic. So yeah, I kind of like the monocle top hat penguin. Yeah, that's totally fair. And like, that's what's good about the uh, the one bad day mm -hmm. um, penguin one, and even the penguin that we saw. I guess we saw it pretty early on in the Zadarsky run before he was killed. Um, yeah. which I don't know if he was actually dead or not. It doesn't really matter. Isn't this but, the uh, same penguin though? I don't think so. I think this is a whole new shebang, like a whole new. Oh, I was under the impression um, it's the same penguin. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Um, oh no, yeah. you're right. It is. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah I want to get to that. Death. But after, yes. after you said it was wordy, I was like, okay, that is for when I have a lot of time. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I'll get to it, but it's not like high on my list. I do like the penguin though. I think he's a great character, no matter what version you go with. The monocle and top hat, the uh, the more serious sure. version. I just like the penguin. Mm -hmm. I like Dan DeVito's penguin also. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I think uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for um, what I read this week. Tenement number three or four was out, but I'm going to wait for the trade um, on that one. I think that's pretty much it for my reads. Pretty pretty slim over the last little while. Is that a new edition of Layla Star behind you? Yeah, that's the um, the Ultra Deluxe. What the fuck's it called? Oh, it doesn't say what it is. Looks but cool. It's the hardcover. Yeah, it's the, got the bigger pages too. Uh, yeah, it's of course awesome. You know, we love that one. So yes, it's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, Grab says started reading the Human Target by Tom King yesterday. Rereading the first six. Haven't read the last six. Forgot how much I enjoyed that book. Mm -hmm. That happens. Is that's a spy book, right? No spy book, no. Oh. Um, I can't remember whoever this human target guy is. He's a he, he's he's dying, and he's trying to solve who murdered him. Like he's got, I think it's 12, 12 days to live, and he's trying to solve his murder. That is completely different from what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like and, a James Bond kind of book. Well, I guess it's, it could be like a mystery kind of like a, a very subtle James Bond, but there's no there's no spy stuff. Not that I not that I read in the first. I only read the first. Four, I think. Hmm. In that one. I got you. Uh, Eric says, every time Colin Farrell's Penguin is mentioned, I immediately think of that Oswald, Gordon, Bruce, and scene of the Batman. That's a good scene. 
I love that scene so much. <laughs> One of the best scenes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's right, so deluxe hardcover. Christopher yeah. Chance. Is that the name of the character? That's it. Yeah. Okay. It's a noir book. Yeah, not not spies then. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I may not check that out. I'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I like King though. That's kind of. I enjoy a lot of what I've read from King. I think he's just one of the best writers today. Just very wordy. Yeah, I think I thought I saw recently he's got a a book coming out for Boom Studios. For Boom Studios, find it now. Yeah, Uh, non superhero one. Uh, I think there's a GIF op going on in the comments. Animal Pound, it's called. What's it called? Animal Pound. What is that? Based on George Orwell's novel of Animal Farm. This new series will give readers a modern take on the classic story. So instead of animals on a farm, it's animals in the in the pound. Wouldn't that be a zoo? I don't know. I think it'd be like I think that'd be a zoo. <laughs> They're in a pound. <laughs> It's a zoo. I don't know. When animals grow tired of being caged, killed, and sold off, it's only a matter of time before before they've had enough. After an uprising puts the animals in control of a pound, they quickly find themselves as comrades, united against everything that walks on two legs. That's how like the sweet tooth I was looking for. (laughs) But with this newfound power comes a sudden challenge, a best to lay groundwork for this new democracy. That is the sweet tooth I was looking for. The animals fight back. Yes. I hope there's a there's a kid like Gus who actually uses his antlers. Stabbing people with his antlers. That's the way it should be. You got antlers, kid, use them. Yeah. All right. So what did you what did you watch recently, Chris? Well, I know we're gonna talk about uh, Ahsoka and Murs in the building, so I watched both yeah. of those. But I also watched um, the usual, like, Young Sheldon, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and a bunch of movies. The mo- One of the movies I want to talk about is No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. Have you seen this? No, I want to, though. It is hilarious. <laughs> um, I don't think we get rom-coms that often anymore. Like, they're far and few in between, I think. And this is like a throwback to those older type of rom-coms that were made for adults and they're just, I don't want to say the word raunchy, but that's how people keep describing it. That's what I thought. I thought I guess it was it, a raunchy comedy, yeah. I mean, I guess it is, but it's it's also hilarious. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of um, the Matthew McConaughey movie, Failure to Launch. Mm. It's really similar in a way. Um, but Jennifer Lawrence, I don't normally think she's anything special. Mm-hmm. I think she's just another actress, and that's fine. But here, I, I, find, I thought she was really endearing, and I liked her a lot. Herbert mm-hmm. Morris is pretty good. And the kid, I say kid because I think he's like he's supposed to be like 18 or 19 in the movie. I forgot. Mm-hmm. He, he's really fun, too. And it's got Matthew Broderick as an older guy, which is something that kind of blew my mind. I didn't realize how old Matthew Broderick is. Yeah, he's, yeah exactly. He's old now. <laughs> I did not realize that because I was watching um, a clip of Ferris Bueller recently. Oh, God, yeah. So I went from that to seeing him in this, and it was just <laughs> really a bit of a difference. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But I like that a lot. I, mm-hmm. I know it's streaming, but I think it's um, I think it'll be on Netflix at some point. Hmm. Yeah, I assume Netflix or yeah, Prime somewhere. Something like that, just, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, it was just out in theaters in June, so yeah, yeah it was, it was quick. taking this long. <laughs> Well, yeah, it made some money and stuff, but you know, it the summer's been so packed with movies, there was it didn't have a chance to breathe. But this is one I, I think more people should check out if you like rom coms. Hmm. And, um, and, and with the raunchiness that you're saying it has, it still has that rom, the romantic aspect to it as oh, well. Oh, yeah, very much. Yes, okay. But it, it's interesting because it's it is a rom com, but it's not really um, like a romantic thing. It, you have to watch to understand. Hmm. But it's it's really fun. Uh, Phil says more Jennifer Lawrence comedies, please. No hard no hard feelings is hilarious. I agree. I still can't believe Jennifer Lawrence filmed that scene. Yes. So I don't even know how to describe this. There's there's a scene with Jennifer Lawrence that is, um, well, I mean it's full frontal nudity, and it's mm. it's not what you think. It's actually one of the funniest things in the movie. 
and it's it's not like a quick second either. It stays on screen. It was really unexpected. Oh, but it's it's very funny. I I just don't watch with children. That's all. Fair enough. <laughs> it's rated R for a reason. It's interesting that Phil's saying uh, more Jennifer Lawrence comedies. You know, I don't even know what kind of actress Jennifer Lawrence is anymore. Like, started out hard drama, mm-hmm. and then comic book, and then a little bit of dramas, and now, like, a raunchy rom-com. And, like, she hasn't... I, I think she was... Uh, maybe I'm misremembering this, but she was pregnant recently, so maybe that's why I haven't seen her as much on screen, like, in movies and everything, but like her her you know trajectory of her her movie career is quite quite vast and and pretty um you know diverse i would say but i'm not really sure what kind of actress she is um like if she's a good actress anymore uh, like I, was, I, I don't i don't she's weird she's an anomaly to me she's pretty versatile i think she's yeah. just not my favorite like i thought she was pretty good in uh, don't look up mhm i don't hate her in the X-Men movies. <laughs> um, the, the movie she did with Bradley Cooper, I, I thought was really good. Yeah, the uh, one with Christian Bale, too? Or the other one? No, no, not, no, not American Hustle. I didn't really like American I thought American um, Hustle had good performances, but the movie itself was uh, was not my favorite. What the hell is that movie called? It's got Robert De Niro in it. Yeah, uh, it, it's a... What is that movie? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> yeah, and they're dancing and... No, he's a Bradley Cooper's a crazy person. Silver, Silver Linings playbook. That's it, Phil. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, like she did those heavy ones. She did Winter's Bone when she was like super young, and she got nominated for an Oscar for that one. Um, yeah, maybe that's it, Grabs. Maybe she's just very selective now, and maybe she was like, you know, scorned from her X Men days. You know, yeah, um, I would be too. Anyway, she's she's an anomaly to me. Like how how high her ceiling could be for mm-hmm. her acting, but then you know, you know, she just does. Yeah, I don't she's know. A, Maybe it doesn't need a variety of stuff. I think. Maybe I'm I'm looking for one that doesn't need to be there. Oh, she's just in a variety of stuff, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. take your pick with what you like. Sure. Um, wasn't she not? She was in the Hunger Games too. I think that's what she's known for. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the the big thing. But yeah, so she's done like the the big you know big studio films, the big mm-hmm. genre films. So yeah. Um, that was really fun. I watched that. Mm-hmm. I checked out Asteroid City, which was okay. It's not bad. Oh, I've been meaning to get to that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a, a big Wes Anderson fan. I because I, I haven't seen a lot of the films that he's made. I've seen a couple of them, hmm. like Royal Tenenbaums is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like the Bill Murray one, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. That one was okay. Mm-hmm. But I also loved the animated one, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's fun. Oh yeah. Um, this one was okay. I like the cast. I think the setting was cool. But I, I feel like some of his films. And I guess this is the way he does things, or just quirky to be quirky, mm-hmm. which normally I appreciate. But I think when you've been doing it for so long, the shtick is gone. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're your parody of yourself almost. Like even Tim Burton has branched out into other stuff, for better or for mm-hmm. worse. Like Big yeah. Fish is very different from Edward Scissorhands. Hundred percent, yeah. Whereas every Wes Anderson movie is basically the same thing. Yep. So um, that was okay. Um, Stardust was a good time. So, one thing about Stardust, <laughs> Evan and I had planned to do one of those Gallery of the Geeks at the movies things, where we watched mm-hmm. something we've never seen before. And this was like months ago, Emmett said, have you seen Stardust? I said, no, I haven't. So, we had planned to record last week for this movie, and as soon as I put it on, I was like, I think I've seen this before. And then, like, halfway through, something happens, and it was like, I have seen this before. <laughs> and I ended up watching, I watched the whole thing again. Uh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I remembered most of it as it was going on. And it's it's okay. It's, it's, you know, it's fun. It is somehow very forgettable. Did you actually yeah, that- no, I did not. I got uh, maybe a quarter halfway through. So it, it's still it's still kind of forgettable after the second time. Like you didn't find anything else into it. Like no. that you had forgotten. You think? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not a bad film. I like it. I just I don't retain memory of any of it. Mm, interesting. Like I didn't even remember um, Henry Cavill was in it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, when we were looking at the cast, I'm surprised that still didn't jog your memory when we were looking at the cast. <laughs> but <laughs> apparently no. not. <laughs> No, I did not remember a thing about it till I turned it on. I was like, oh, this is familiar. 
particularly the Michelle Pfeiffer witch scene. That the first one with them. That's why I was like, hey, wait a minute. Because <laughs> I figured, okay, the, the thing with Charlie Cox and Henry Cavill at the beginning. Okay, maybe I yeah. saw this on TikTok or YouTube or Twitter. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, that makes. But then sense. the witch thing that wouldn't have been like, hey, look at this clip of the witches. <laughs> I know this. Live and you learn. Yeah, I also saw Blue Beetle. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Surprising. I have to eat my own words. A lot of words. Yeah, you. Well, well, you can still like it and still think that it should have been not released in theaters and put on HBO oh, Max. Well, there's that, but I also thought it was like crap. For him. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I, I called the trailer an MCU ripoff or a dollar store MCU film. Oh, yeah, dollar store I think was used. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So I like it. <laughs> I watch it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, going back to Jennifer Lawrence St. Phil says as someone who enjoyed most of or, oh um, Wes Anderson someone mm-hmm. enjoyed most of his films I can say if you've seen one you've seen them all that's kind of the impression I got from Asteroid City having seen mm-hmm. the other ones that I have mm-hmm. well it's so interesting like how a lot of you know famous filmmakers who have a specific style have that one or two that change the mold Mm-hmm. And Wes Anderson, like he's, you know, relatively young. What's he like? I can't remember when uh, Bottle Rocket came out, maybe 20 years ago, his first film. Um, he's still a young guy, so he still has that time to change, I guess. But you're right. Yeah. Every movie has the exact same kind of style. You can tell it's a Wes Anderson movie. But like you said, if you watch Big Fish, you automatically don't think, oh, Tim Burton. It's Tim Burton 100%. Well, yeah. So. Another young director that I don't know. If- they're in the same categories of Wes Anderson, but Todd Phillips. Hmm. Todd Phillips also has a variety of stuff. You have the three mm-hmm. hangover, hangover movies. <laughs> You've got War Dogs, which I love. Everybody seems to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Joker, which, you know. Uh, so Everyone had, loves, but you seem to hate. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time for that debate. <laughs> no one has the patience to hear that. Not um, today, Satan. No, not today, Satan. I just think that he, he's not as varied as a director. But that doesn't make his films any less enjoyable. If you like it, sure. that's cool. What's, yeah, is there other, like, if, if Wes Anderson's one who has a style for every single one of his movies, is there another director that you can think of that has a style for every Guy single Ritchie. one of their movies? Guy Ritchie? Yeah, 100%. That's a great one. Guy Tarantino. Yeah. I love and Tarantino's probably my favorite, one of my favorite directors. And yeah, mm-hmm. he's... You can tell a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Yeah. You always can. Same with Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anderson. I, Todd Phillips is the one you can't, I would say. Um, Tim Burton used to be that way. Not so much now. Although he seems mm-hmm. to be getting back into it. Mm-hmm. Considering, I mean, we got Beetlejuice 2 coming. <laughs> we had Wednesday. I think yeah, we're getting back in the groove of that one. Yeah, he's, he's found his groove again. <laughs> right. How, how Tim Burton got his groove back. I think it was a failure <laughs> of some other stuff. <laughs> I didn't even see the one with um, the school. I forgot what it was called. Mrs. Pettigrew's School for Children or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that one. I'll, it's on my list to get to eventually. Mm-hmm. At some point. We got Lauren with us. Hi, Lauren. Um, I'll get to it eventually. Bill <laughs> says we'll save that debate for the pod. <laughs> I don't think you and Anthony want this. I look forward to that one. That'll be a doozy. <laughs> oh, Michael Bay, that's a great one, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay. Every time you, you see a movie, you can tell it's Michael Bay. J.J. Yeah. Abrams. Mm. Lens, flare. lens flare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were my watches. What did you watch? Um, big thing that I started watching even just last night because um, I forgot what I watched last week. I can't remember. Was uh, Lioness on Paramount Plus? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Zoe Saldana in it. Oh it's yeah. Like weird, weird looking Nicole Kidman. Uh, Morgan Friedman, who I've yet to see yet. Um, it's created by Taylor Sheridan, who created Yellowstone 1923-1883. Um, it's very good, very well made. Um, it's about CIA operative or team who find someone in the military who then embed them with the wife of some leader, in, the, in this case, in the Middle East. Um, and they get that get her to get close to the friend, thus getting close to the target, and thus killing that target. Um, but it, it's much more than that. It's actually a very much a, a good story about who this operative is, who's going into the um, into the um, 
I don't know, compounds and befriending these people. And it's very much about the lives of these people where I thought it was um, much more one note just from seeing the trailers and kind of my own, my own headspace. Um, yeah. It's good. If you like zero black 30, if you saw that movie, um, you know, if you're any into CIA and FBI and military stuff and um, undercover stuff, which is very interesting. Uh, it's also a hard watch at a bunch of times. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of brutal scenes in it, torture, um, murder, uh, rape, all that, all that fun stuff. Um, so it's, it's hard to watch at times, but it's very well made. So um, I had forgotten about it for a while, but um, uh, my uncle brought it up to me. But then like a couple of weeks ago, Juan, uh, a friend of ours mentioned on Twitter that it was out. Um, and I think it was Ian as well were, was included in the conversation. Um, you know, I'll, I'll pretty much watch anything that Taylor shared and creates or writes or directs or anything like that. So I'm glad that I um, I finally got uh, to that. And it's interesting seeing Zoe Saldana not in a, I don't know, superhero thing or Avatar. Um, you know, because I, you know, I'd, I'd have to think pretty hard or look at her IMDb page to see what else she's really done. Because she's, you know, been entrenched with MCU and entrenched in Avatar for her entire life, it seems like. I'm trying to think of other stuff. Because when I watch... I, I'd have to really think about it. I'm sure there's one or two that I could pull, but it's not something that comes top of mind right away. Well, I'm thinking... Like, when I watch Gordon, I don't see Zoe Saldana. To me, that's just Gamora. And same with thing with Avatar, too. She's straight up... Yeah. Well, I think the makeup helps, right. too. Sure. But, um... Wasn't she in that Ben Affleck movie? Run, not Run All Night. What was it called? I'm very forgetful this evening. <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> That's why, it's, I, it's a Ben Affleck movie. He directed it. I thought it was terrible. Hmm. Uh, live, live the night? Live by night? Oh, she in that one? I thought she was. Maybe she's not. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think, no, I don't think so. Uh, oh. he says oh, yeah, right. season two has been good. Yeah, she's in that one. Obviously, she was O'Hur in the uh, J.J. Yeah. Abrams Star Trek ones, but I liked her in that. Um, yeah, like she's I done. She... Yeah, I li- I like her too. Um, she's very good um, in the show. <laughs> Zeddy said, yeah. "Live by night." I kind of dug it. I'm sorry, <laughs> it, it <laughs> wasn't for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it just wasn't for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I, I like Zoe Saldana. I wanted to watch. That. I forgot it was out. That actually explained. I was wondering why you brought Nicole Kidman randomly last night. I I don't even know if I should bring this up, but like you 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 guys in the states have AMC theaters where you get to see Nicole Kidman every time that yeah. you know you go see a movie. I haven't seen her in a very long time mm-hmm. and on anything. And every time that she talks in this show, her mouth looks like it's CGI. She looks fake every time she that she speaks. Um, you know, I guess maybe the last thing I saw her was in Aquaman. I think that might be it. I think the last thing I saw her in. Um, yeah, she. I don't know. I, I guess I never really to this exactly place. and like you guys see her every day and now that I saw her you know a couple episodes in a row it's just oh it's tough she's tough to look at man it's on Paramount Plus you said Paramount Plus yes okay. I might check that out yeah check it out um I think they're six or seven episodes in now I watched four last night that was a a rough go just to get through a couple of four hard episodes but uh it's good Glad that I finally got around to it cool <sighs> Yeah, the stupid AMC commercial. Ridiculous. I'm glad we don't have AMC up here, just so I don't have to see that. You get used to it. <laughs> and like you said, you just do something else while I... Yeah, I'm usually playing Marvel over. Snap or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chris, let's talk about Ahsoka and uh, Only Murders in the Building. We'll do it um, spoiler-free, uh, I would think. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about Ahsoka first? That's what you got up there, oh. I think, so... Hold on, we have. I think we have a request here. <laughs> no Blue Beetle talk. I haven't seen it. Yeah, Emin hasn't seen it. Um, my quick blurbs about it would be much better than I expected. I love the main actor. I think you pronounce it Zolo. Mm-hmm. I thought he was fantastic. And actually, I can't wait to see him continue in the DCU, hmm. which who am I, right? But <laughs> I, I really think he, he's great. I love this suit. I also really like the co-star he had who played Jennifer Cord. Very mm. cool. Uh, one of the highlights for me was all the Ted Cord stuff. Because I think as a comic book reader, we see all these ridiculous costumes and concepts. And even we know this won't look right on film. This right. is going to look awful. 
but then there they show some things and it doesn't look awful. It looks mm-hmm. comic booky and stuff, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's not like if my eyes are burning and you know you don't want it. Um, so I thought that was cool. What I didn't like, and I didn't like this in the trailers either, the humor and the family. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, the, a lot of the humor did not hit for me. There was parts with the family I didn't like at all. Um, I could have done without George Lopez completely. <laughs> like I would have preferred that be played by like Danny Trejo and let him just be Danny Trejo. So a weird question: Do you think the family and the humor of it has anything to do with the race? Is it that kind of humor? Like, is um, it I, don't, I have no idea. Hispanic I, humor? I, I don't from, know. From what I've seen and heard from uh, Hispanic friends and stuff, it's, uh, I guess it's, it, it, it's close. I'm not mm. really sure though. Sure. Um, but I, I think it's just the way they're, they're characterized. I didn't like, they're in it a lot and they're oh, really? in pivotal points that I don't think they needed to be there. Like the the family as a concept was cool, I like that. And I like mm-hmm. the way they ground Jaime. That was nice. Mm-hmm. But it's the way that the comedy around them is used, mm-hmm. and George Lopez is very loud, mm-hmm. and like a, I don't know, like he like he's there for comic relief, right. and I didn't need him. I liked what was going on other than him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the villains are absolute jokes. That's oh, I listened to V thirty nine. They said I was surprised how much they were like. And they didn't just say, "Oh, the you know the villains just weren't for me." Like they went hard on the villains. Yeah, no, like I, just I, not I good. I wouldn't go that hard on them, but I, I did agree with a lot of what they said. I will say though, I didn't think Susan Sarandon, Sarandon was as bad as people have been saying. Mm. I just think that she's there playing a certain kind of character. Not all of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I agree they should have went with someone closer in age to Jennifer Cord, mm. especially considering um, this is Ted Cord's sister. I actually thought it was his mother from trailers. <laughs> that's not, a, and I don't mean to pick on Susan Sarandon. That's not what I mean. It just I thought that that was his mother. Mm. And then when he watched, no, it's the sister. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, how old is Ted? <laughs> and why is Jenny Cord roughly 25? <laughs> Maybe 30? I don't know. Um, but I, I like Blue Beetle a lot. I really do look forward to watching it again, but the family mm-hmm. was not for me. Mm-hmm. And the humor mostly was not for me. Sure. Uh, Lauren says, me and my whole family enjoy Blue Beetle. Phil agrees with me. Phil actually just watched this about, what, an hour ago? <laughs> I think he just got home. Uh, Lauren liked the family, but the, the humor was definitely a little here and there. Yes. <laughs> mm. It's funny. My parents said Joe, George Lopez made the movie for them. I'm apparently on my own island because I've seen a lot of people say that, that they love George Lopez's performance. Mm. But to me, I was like, can we get less of him? <laughs> and it, when we carry over, leave him there. Mm-hmm. Leave him in the DCU. <laughs> uh, Grab says, I like the family when they were a family, not a superhero team. That. Hmm. I think that covers it for me. Uh, Zay says, I'm trying to see older villains in DC movies, not just, but see, uh, comic movies in general. I agree with that too. I don't understand I, what is with the older. I people. think they're trying to grab a general audience feel to it. Like, I feel like Shazam 2 had Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. Like, my mom knows who Helen Mirren is. You know, my mom knows who Susan Sarandon is. They're trying to, are they trying to get that crowd to, I think there's better ways to do it. Like, oh, I agree with you. First. But I, I think that's what they're trying. The what DC was thinking at the time, the Hamadaverse was trying to say, oh, let's throw in some well-known names into these movies. Yeah, and that could be what it is. And, and if I'm not mistaken, Student Surround was not the first choice. It was a publicized first choice, and it oh, was not yeah. her. I remember that. Yeah, I don't remember who it was though. I'll have to look that up later. Uh, grabs and not have a problem with the villains, mostly the family nonsense. I, I feel like if you took away some of the family stuff, you could have pumped up the villains a little bit more, and mm-hmm. that would have worked. But uh, is what it is. Uh, okay, I'm not or not. So Grabs is with me on the island. I guess we're getting hot wings together on this island. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, speaking of Helen Marin, will she come back to the building? What building? Helen Marin. Will she come back to the building? Jennifer Lawrence was busy making a rom-com. And a wonderful rom-com it is. 
Um, but I think that's about as much as I can say about Blue Beetle without spoiling it for him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, everything good but family and villains. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, let's talk about Ahsoka. <laughs> um, Chris, what'd you think about uh, Ahsoka? In in I'll preface both with us saying that we have uh, basically no idea what happens in the Clone Wars, what happens in Rebels, mm-hmm. uh, what happens with anything other than Ahsoka from what we've seen in Mandalorian. Go. I liked it. I thought that <laughs> it, it, it was kind of uh, some things were hard to follow, but it's not like it lingers too much on the stuff that I didn't know. But mm-hmm. it, there's still, I, I'm actually going to go back and watch the last three episodes of, of Rebels, last three or four, <coughs> mm. um, just because I want to understand what I'm watching better. But at, at the base of it, I get Ahsoka, I get who Sabine is. Uh, Hera, I think is her name. She's uh, Mary Elizabeth Winsett. Is that her? Yes. Yeah, okay. I didn't know. I forgot. I had forgotten her name. So Yeah, I think it's Hera. Um, I like all three of them. I like where the story is going. Love Ray Stevenson as um, not a... He's not a great Jedi. I think he's not a Sith. I think he's just a rogue Jedi, maybe? Yeah, in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him. I like Shin a lot. I think the uh, the lightsaber fights have been immaculate. Mm-hmm. This so I was talking about this with a friend the other day. We are to a point now where Star Wars has flavors. You know, you have your standard Star Wars stuff, which is like you know the Skywalker things. You've mm-hmm. got like bounty hunter stuff with uh, Solo and the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. We have mm-hmm. whatever the hell Andor is. <laughs> Ahsoka to me feels more like Skywalker legacy stuff, which is Jedi. And that's the flavor of Star Wars I prefer. And I didn't know that until we've had these other things. This is the kind of stuff I like. So I'm just gravitating toward this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I like the, I like like the stuff of Order sixty six where there's Jedi that got away. There's mm-hmm. Jedi that turned. I love that aspect of it. Um, even just in the in the I think it's in the the first episode where they're trying to figure out who the the two half half Sith, half Jedi people are. Mm-hmm. And I forget what Ahsoka's um, droid's name is. V, V7 or doesn't matter. Um, he's got like the lightsabers on the thing. He used to work at the Jedi Temple and he's got the lightsabers. Like, oh, oh Huyang. Huyang or something. What? Huyang, I think is his name. Yeah, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway, he's talking about that he's only seen like so many lights. He's seen these all these lightsabers in the last five thousand years or whatever. He's like, oh man, I love the lore of lightsabers. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I want to hear more about lightsabers and how they're made and who they're for and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I like that stuff. I like the the lightsaber battles, like you were saying. Um, Sabine is probably my favorite character in the fir- the first two episodes. Now yeah. she's really good. Um, well, I really think she has the most character. personality. Yeah, and yeah, she's got like attitude to her. She's got lots of different things. So, um, yeah, um, I had a good time with Ahsoka. And it, I don't know why it took me so long to watch it. Like, I guess it was only out last week. Felt like I should have watched it day one, but it's just like, oh, another Star Wars show, sure. Because um, I didn't watch Andor, uh, or I watched a couple episodes of Andor, didn't get around to it. Um, but you know, the stuff that we saw from Ahsoka on Mando was interesting. We kind of get a sense of her story and. Uh, Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka has always looked very awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to watch some more. Um, Clancy Brown in the first episode, it's always good to see Clancy Brown. I don't know why, but I got excited seeing Clancy. Yeah, it's great to see Clancy Brown. I'm interested if they, yeah, if they do like the uh, Mando thing where there's just a new character, a new actor in every episode. Like in that one episode of Mando, I'm thinking of Jack Black and Lizzo and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, so like I was just wondering if they keep doing that. I kind of hope they don't because it's I, I more and more of those moments where you, you get the Leo gift from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just takes mm-hmm. me out of out of things now. I don't want to be focused on too much things other than what the, what's happening with the story and the characters that we see on the screen all the time. But um, I think the music is also very good in a uh, Yeah, I like the music. Um, yeah, I think it's that's a big standout is the is the music. I actually like the song that's playing when Sabine is on her um, speeder on what looks like a like a highway. Oh, and she's leaving the city. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a, mm-hmm. was a cool song. Mm-hmm. And that thing she does when she goes under the the ship that was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had a great time. It's very good. Um, and it's, it'll be interesting, like you said, Chris, if there's more story that we're missing, um, mm -hmm. and if that even matters. Um, you know, like you said, there's the Ezra stuff. Yeah. He's someone. I, he's a person. Sure. I don't know. I've heard that name before, but I she's have no idea. Problems. Like, yeah, I have no idea. So it'll be interesting. I, I have no idea. I, I think that uh, I also didn't know Ahsoka was in Rebels or part of it. Mm hmm. But I guess she is. Um, I, I'm going to check out some Rebel stuff, though, because I'm curious. But I don't think they're going to... I was talking to on Twitter about this. I don't think they're going to make us watch, like, 10 years' worth of animation to understand this series. Mm -hmm. But it is weird that they expect us to have already watched it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like if you were to give someone a current issue of X-Men of the Krakoa era <laughs> and expect them to understand what just happened. Sure. Like, here's the Hellfire... Hellfire Gala, <laughs> Tony Stark uh, and Emma Frost are getting married. Enjoy. <laughs> okay. Um, let's get some of these comments. Eric loves the characters in Ahsoka. Yeah. Lauren says she likes Ahsoka too. Hera and Sabine are, have her heart as her characters. Yeah, they are pretty cool. Grab Cell Sleep in episode two, so I need to watch it again. You absolutely should. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Zenny's talking about a spoiler here I can't mention. <laughs> Skip. Uh, Phil says this is going to sound strange to get all the Star Wars content in recent years, but Ahsoka felt the most like Star Wars. It has that X factor. I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. That's that's the feeling I got to, to uh, from it too. As soon as I saw the crawl, I was like, mm -hmm. "We're back!" Yeah, and, and and a different kind of crawl too. Like it wasn't centered. It was off to the the left. It reminded me of the the trilogies. I was like, mm -hmm. yes, we're here. <laughs> Eric says Thrawn is coming. Ian's with us. Ahsoka was incredible, felt like pure Star Wars, but did need knowledge of Rebels and some Clone Wars to fully appreciate it. So many callbacks. Yeah, all I knew is the droids named Chopper. Mm. That's that's all I knew. Well, yeah, it's like it's interesting. Like in the first episode, Ahsoka mentions her tra her her training with her master Anakin. Mm -hmm. Like, there's people that wouldn't know that. Like, what? What? Anakin yeah. trained someone. Like, I've seen that, some of Clone Wars. Yeah, like there's that that the, obviously the 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 time between. Um, Attack of the Clones and, and Revenge of the Sith, where mm -hmm. so much stuff happens, and there's that's where Ahsoka is. That's where Anakin has mm -hmm. a Padawan. And if you don't know, like that's just kind of like a what? What, what did she say? <laughs> it's like she was even mentioned in the sequel trilogy, which was odd. Nope. Like you would have thought that maybe they would have said something, mm -hmm. <laughs> but no. Eric says uh, it's a good story with Smart's fan service. Mm. Grabs asks, do you guys remember how hated Ahsoka was in the Clone War movie? Her buildup since has been nothing short of a miracle. I didn't know people hated Ahsoka. No, I didn't know that either. I have seen the movie, and she's not really as likable. Mm. But I didn't think much of it. I guess because she's more of a kid too, right? And she is. She grows up through the series, yeah. Which is is kind of cool because you know cartoons stay the same age. Mm -hmm. Tommy Pickles is forever. I think he's like eight months old. Yeah, Bart Simpson's in the same Mrs. Krabappel's oh, yeah. class for twenty five years. <laughs> right, kids got a horrible future ahead of them. <laughs> Uh, Phil says, ironic to give her character debut around this time 15 years ago. Ian says, Rosario Dawson is my favorite Star Wars casting of all time. Ahsoka is a top three Star Wars character. I've been in love with, I've been in love with Dawson since I was a teenager. Also love the new Sabine casting. I agree with that too. Rosario Dawson is a really good get for Star mm -hmm. Wars. 100%. Uh, I would say she's my uh, top three character for me though because I don't know her. <laughs> Uh, grabs cool. likes the droid. Are, are you talking about? Is it Huyang or Chopper? Which I like Chopper? Chopper is uh, Hera's droid. Oh, okay, right, right, right. That was the one that it, I think it was in episode two. Was trying to find the tracker. Mm -hmm. A lot of personality. I like it. Um, Zeddy says it's dope seeing a prime Jedi at the forefront again. I think lightsaber duels with good and bad Jedi have been greatly missed. Absolutely. Been saying that for a long time. More Jedi. More yes. Jedi. More Jedi. Mm -hmm. The more Jedi, the better. Yep. I think. Or even the bad Jedi, whatever these other guys are. Any kind of person holding a lightsaber. <laughs> right. Just give me lightsabers. <laughs> I don't even need force powers. Give me lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says the composer, the same guy who worked on Rebels and some Clone Wars. That's cool. Mm-hmm. When she was ditching her responsibilities as Grand Marshal of the Parade. Yeah, yes. She got no time for that. <laughs> no, she's busy doing stuff. <laughs> I haven't watched Rebels and I pieced together what happened. Uh, I did too by the end of the second episode, but mm -hmm. there's just some things I, I want to see if they covered. Mainly um, the battle they talk about. 
Because hmm. I don't, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> Ahsoka was so annoying at the start of Clone Wars. Her character development is one of Star Wars' best for sure. There you go. Yeah. Okay, he does not mean Chopper, but Chopper is cool. Fair enough. Mm, yeah, so that's kind of our thoughts on Ahsoka. We'll be coming back to this one again for sure. I'll I'll make sure to watch it day of next time. I think um, just to keep up on it. Really to keep up on it. I think I watched it two a.m. and then I was too tired, so I watched the next one next day. <laughs> I was excited. Mm-hmm. I kind of wouldn't want to rewatch the episodes. I really liked them. I'm I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't they don't feel like they they dragged on at any point. Um, no, they have a lot of action in them. Mm-hmm. And the story is just really well layered too. Mm-hmm. Like there's no wasted moments. I think. I would agree. And it's Star Wars. And it's good Star Wars. Okay, uh, so let's talk about only murders in the building then. Yes. Uh, very non-spoilery talk. Um, I'm caught up on all four episodes. Chris, are you all caught up on all four episodes? He, four. Four yes. was the white room one. Yes. Okay. I'm um, so yeah, we're at a third season, another death, new characters. Um, what are your thoughts about only murders in the building so far? It's different. It feels different. Uh, not in a bad way, but I suppose, and you and I talked about this before. I think that they couldn't keep replicating the same dynamic and same story. So they had to do something different this season. We mm-hmm. knew that at the end of the second season, we saw it. Like, okay, they're yeah. going to do something different. <laughs> um, but what I've noticed is it feels like the three of them aren't together as much so far. And they, the three of them have more in their life. It feels like they're just doing other things hmm. instead of focusing on the one thing like they did before. Yeah, it barely feels like they're solving the case. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It doesn't feel as focused on the murder aspect. Mm-hmm. It's more about who they are and what they're doing, which mm-hmm. is cool. It's, it's different. Sure. I don't mind it. But it's just coming off the other two seasons, it's kind of like a culture shock. Mm. Um, but, but I'm enjoying it. I think it's pretty funny still. I really like the use of the new characters. Mm-hmm. Like what we've seen of Paul Rudd, what we have seen of uh, Meryl Streep, who I, mm-hmm. I'm i pretty sure is going to steal the series. It's so interesting that you're talking about usage. Like, I think in episode four, there was no Paul Rudd. And then in, in episode three, there was no Meryl Streep. Or I can't remember uh, which one. I don't, there was I, one I, where I there wasn't. Either. Yeah, I can't remember anyway. So, yeah, it felt like. Meryl Streep was going to be like all over the season. She was just going to be everywhere and in your face. And same thing with Paul Rudd. Um, it's that's interesting how they're doing that. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I would agree that the usage of the characters when you have such you know you adding you know bigger you know bigger characters, more characters, it can be pretty tricky. Um, but I do think that they're managing it pretty well, and I think that's how they're deceiving us with their their tells about who they're trying to tell us who the killer is and dropping hints here and there. It's just, just there's a little bit going too much going on or not too much but there's a lot going on with the characters it feels like a bigger mystery this time around sure and, and it, i don't think we got the sense in the other two seasons that there could be maybe more than one killer or you know there was always okay well it's got to be this person it's in this one i don't think we have that yet do you have someone you think it is no <laughs> no when she was cast i said oh it's probably meryl streep well, and Just they tease that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You think, oh, it's got to be her, but I, I don't think. It, I don't know. Hmm. That's just when she was cast. Like it has to be. It's my own. Yeah. Well, I thought that was Amy Schumer. I thought, well, it's got to be Amy Schumer. Right. We thought like, Amy Schumer, and she was in one episode. <laughs> yes. I don't even remember what her purpose was. <laughs> no, to have a room that now Mara lives in. They keep using <laughs> that, that one apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Something going on in that apartment. Yeah, the Arconia is apparently a very popular celebrity spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric says Mabel seems to be the seems like the only one who wants to solve the case. That's mm-hmm. kind of the impression I'm getting to. Well, yeah, uh, Graf says going on with his girlfriend, and Oliver's got the stuff going on with the play, and yeah. Mabel's losing her apartment. Like Which, she doesn't have much to do, right? The play sound it looks and sounds absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, Graf says, "I love the way the characters interact with each other. It somehow feels different than every other show. It's so good. That yeah. I think is what made the first two seasons work so well." 
and why this one is feeling different because you're not getting them as much. Mm. I don't know. Not not a bad thing though. Uh, Eric confused Helen Moon. <laughs> I can see that though. Understandable. Yeah. Between this and Knives Out, it's nice to see mystery fiction again that isn't police centric for a change. Eric also kind of wants a Mabel spinoff. Hmm. I kind of want an Oliver spinoff. <laughs> but I love Mark Short. So. Mm-hmm. He says, I watched the fourth, ep- fourth episode last night. I'm sorry to say that I'm getting a bit bored with the show. Are you hmm. feeling any of that? I was feeling that the first three episodes were more or less the same kind of show. But then that fourth episode really changes it up for me. For okay. the, char- the Charles aspect of it with the this white room, I thought it was a really interesting way of going about things. Mm-hmm. And then how the episode ends. I didn't actually like how the episode ended as much because of what they're teasing us with, which is something we obviously already saw in season number one. Um, but I like that white room aspect of it. And I like the the musical of it. I like the, the that musical twist on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the play. Um, so I'm not bored of it yet. But I could see how that was happening for me if 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 the white room hadn't happened, and it was more or less kind of the same than the other the previous three. I that that could have happened to me too. I just think the white room was a little bit of a switch. It was, but me. I kind of agree with with um, Phil saying that too. Mm. That he hasn't really gotten to this season. Um, mm. The fourth episode, it did feel like it was kind of lingering away. Mm. Like I'm still, in a, I was still entertained by it, but I was also like, you know, somebody was murdered. Sure. Where is the mystery? <laughs> well, and they're gonna have to do something, like you're saying. They can't have three seasons of the same thing, right? And, and that's what I thought we were getting with the end of season two. Like, oh, this feels a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But then they switched it. They, well, you know, they made it murders in the building instead of murders at a. A theater house. <laughs> you know, also, we were talking last season how it was, we didn't know if this was going to come together because we were kind of like, eh, this isn't working. Mm. And then it completely comes together. It completely worked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's the it thing. Like, I'm not going to like Krebs said, by episode exactly. eight, you'll be back in. Yeah. I, I, that's why I can't, I feel like I can't complain about the show mm-hmm. because in the past experience with like, they know what they're doing. They're reeling us in with something. We're just not seeing it. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's it. Eventually, it'll be Steve Martin doing uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen on TV, talking about tomatoes and, and the slow motion. motion. Yes. <laughs> like, that, that's the fun, some of the funniest moments of TV I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, I won't doubt it yet. But I, I could get that sense now, and maybe that's the point. You know, they're kind of just reeling us along, reeling us along, and then they'll slap us in the face with something, which is to, to totally happen. Or it could, to, could not, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. Charles sees a white room wants to paint it black. If they would, if they use that song on the show, I think I'd lose it. It'd be amazing to me. One of the best songs ever created. Um, Ian is agreeing, agreeing with Philly. I'm not feeling it. I can see it becoming something that'll end up on the back on for background noise. That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Stab him in the back. Phil says, I know perhaps it'll gel together, but I have my doubts. Yeah, I, I don't think. I just think that they haven't steered us wrong yet. And there was a point last season where I was kind of feeling the same, like, hey, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. But like I said, they they fixed it. It's kind of that scene in Dumb and Dumber. Just when I thought you couldn't do anything dumber, <laughs> you, know, you totally redeem yourself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like that. I'm not in I'm not in the camp where even if I wasn't liking it that I wouldn't expect that they could they could bring me back because the first two seasons are just too good. Right. It'll it'll come back just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grab says there's a chance every show falls apart at some point, but up to this point, the show has proven to me it's a creative juggernaut. I'm there to the end. I would agree. Yeah, I am there. At least just to see the if we. I want to see the play. <laughs> I hope so. I hope we get it. I hope we see some of it at least. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then also very serious as well, like the Meryl Streep moment where she does her. Her singing with the babies is like, oh my god, this is perfection. I, I gotta see what this thing is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping they have some of it filmed, or they film some. I don't know. I gotta see it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the uh, the Rogers musical. It started out as a joke. Now it's a thing at Disneyland. <laughs> like this is funny, huh? <laughs> yeah, check this out. Yeah, check this out. <laughs> hmm. 
All right, so that's our thoughts on only murders in the building. Episodes coming out on Tuesday, right, Chris? Yeah, well, actually, they hit Monday night at 11 p.m. Okay, Tuesday. Well, um, I, I was I was unaware of when it was coming out because I watched the first. Was it, were two dropped at once? Uh, I think so. I think it was two. I couldn't remember because I watched it three when I watched three and four. I think it was only two because then I watched third one and then the fourth one. I kind of took my time to watch this one. I don't, I don't know. Mm. But yeah, they uh, they they do drop earlier on Monday, but Tuesdays when most people will be watching them. Cool. I will be sure to watch this week. Uh, first two at once, perfect. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still got that saved in there, right? <laughs> I got that one. I got this Is one. It raining? Was it raining, Chris? Was there mud on your boots? I don't know if there was. <laughs> I can't remember. I do remember the Twig Evolution, though. Yeah, still waiting on that sequel. Come on, Scotty Young. I'm waiting. Oh, uh, Grabs confirmed it was two at once. That was three for some reason. Oh. All right, Chris. Anything else you want to talk about before we get on it here? Um, no, what we do in the shadows finale this week. Jeez, that was have, well, yeah, they're, and they're doing the two final episodes in one night, which is weird. Ooh. So if you have not seen the show, I know I, I keep mentioning it. This is a good time to jump on because it's almost over. Chris wants someone to talk about this with. Someone watch it, please. Please. <laughs> it's funny, I promise. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything else this week that I'm looking forward to. So. Cool. Except the usual. It's more Ahsoka, more Warriors of Dublin. Fair enough. All right, hit us up with some plugs. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at thatchris70. Uh, you guys can also follow the show I do with my buddies, Anthony yeah, Andy Crusoe and Phil Walsh. <laughs> DC Unlimited Pod. Breathe, Chris. Breathe. <laughs> I, I'm having a memory issue tonight. I think I need uh, some kind of memory pill. I don't know. Um, you guys follow that on Twitter at DC Unlimited Pod. And as always, I'd love it if you'd follow this show at G of the Geeks on Twitter. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Emmett Davis 7 uh, Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Gathering of the Geeks. Um, and you will find us there. Uh, I want to say thanks to Zeddy, Phil, Eric, Ian, Grabs, Andrew, uh, Lauren. Uh, Frank was in there for a hot second. Aaron and Chris from Austin Comics. Um, just thanks, thanks for hanging out, guys, as always. Um, and in saying all that, for Chris and I'm Emmett, and we gather on Sundays. Have a great week, guys.